This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Also, in the thing that she's been doing and what doulas will advocate for is you as the, the pregnant person, as a pregnant woman, Create a team, mm-hmm. and your team will include your doctor and your doula. Hello, pregnant person and non-pregnant person. Mm-hmm. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report. It's June 28th, 2023. We're live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Locals. If you want to join us for the post-game show, Rubin Report, dot locals.com. You can ask me questions. You can add commentary. You can criticize me. You can say nice things about me. You can vent about your own personal problems. Whatever you want to do, we're there for you. RubenReport.locals.com. And of course, we've got an iOS app and an Android app where you can do it on your desktop if you are old school. And we're shifting a little bit away from racehorse politics today. I don't think I'm going to have to say DeSantis once today. I don't think I'm going to have to say Trump once today. I don't think I'm saying Biden today, although I just said all of them, but that's not what the show is about today. Uh, You know, the last week or so, we've been talking a bunch about vaccines and censorship. Uh, Last Friday, of course, I had Dr. Jay Bhattacharya and Dr. Brett Weinstein on the show uh, to discuss this brouhaha that happened between Dr. Peter Hotez, pro-vaccination Dr. Peter Hotez and Joe Rogan, and then how that was all related uh, to RFK going on Joe Rogan and who's allowed to talk to who and what platforms these conversations should be on and a whole bunch more. And all of that and that whole kerfluffle uh, led to an old video from about seven years ago of Robert De Niro on NBC when he put out or was going to put out uh, a documentary on vaccinations and the risks related to vaccinations uh, and what happened to him. And that started going around viral yesterday. So we're going to talk about that connected to now what's going on with RFK, how that's related to big tech, how the machine slanders and then censors anyone who dare question the narrative. And then we'll connect that to the Hunter Biden situation. Oh, and uh, just before we started the show today, very exciting. Uh, Joe Biden, the elderly man pretending to be president, uh, he was giving an impromptu interview to reporters outside the White House. And he said that Putin just said it. Maybe we can get the video that we could throw on the post game. Uh, he said that Putin is losing the war in Iraq. So fear not, everybody. Putin is losing the war in Iraq. There you go. All right, let's talk about Birch Gold and then we'll get to it. Guys, uh, you know, Congress once again allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the debt ceiling for the 79th time. That's a lot of times. Paving the way for continued reckless spending and the further devaluation of the dollar. As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings? Times like these are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold, and you can do that with Birch Gold. And here's the easiest way to do it. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. And you know, as BRICS, that's Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, band together against the dollar, more and more central banks are diversifying. You know what they're buying? You got it, gold. 
Follow their lead. Visit birchgold.com slash Dave for your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. Birch Gold can help you protect your savings too. Visit birchgold.com slash Dave. Take action today. Okay, let's jump into the time warp, everybody. Uh, we're throwing back to a video from about seven years ago. This is 2016, actor and producer, and uh, really, I would say, uh, nutbag lefty, uh, Robert De Niro, funded a documentary that he was debuting at Tribeca Film Festival in New York, which is his film festival, actually. Uh, and the documentary was called Unvaxed. And one of the things they talked about in Unvaxed was vaccine injuries. Uh, so he went on NBC Morning Show to promote it. We're gonna show you two clips from that and you'll see how we're linking it to everything from today. But here is Robert De Niro, better known as Jack Burns from Meet the Parents uh, on the Today Show talking about vaccine injuries. It's the result of, it's not about, it's not questioning how people, some people got autism, how the vaccines are dangerous, if not given, dangerous to certain people who are more susceptible. And they don't, nobody seems to want to address that, or they say they've addressed it, and it's a closed issue, but it doesn't seem to be, because there are many people who will come out and say, no, I saw my kid change like overnight. Mm -hmm. I saw what happened, and I should have done something, and I didn't. So th there's more to this than, than meets the eye, believe me. Is that, is that the experience you had, Robert? Something changed overnight? Uh, it, my wife says that. I don't remember, but there was, I, my, my child is autistic, and every kid is different. But there is something there. There's something there that people aren't addressing. And for me to get so upset here today on the Today Show with you guys means there's something there. That's all I wanted was the movie to be seen. People can make their own judgment, but you must see it. And other, there are other films, other things that also just document and show. Uh, you know, it's not such a simple thing. Okay, so that was the video that was going viral yesterday because it's interesting because De Niro, who is a far, far lefty, I mean, Trump derangement syndrome, all that stuff, uh, there he is just seven years ago questioning vaccines. And you can see actually, although I generally don't have a lot of nice things to say about him. I mean, he's been in some, some great movies, okay. Uh, but in terms of politics, it's like he's actually being pretty hands-off. He's saying, hey, we created this doc. You should look at it, make some decisions on your own, talk to your doctor. Every child is different, et cetera, et cetera. But you can see he's there, 2016. This is obviously before COVID. He's going against the narrative, right? Because you're not supposed to ever question vaccines or the mercury or the other additives that are in these standard vaccines or the vaccine schedule that they give to newborns or anything else. So he did get a little pushback moments later on the Today Show. Do you believe you'll now have a role in that conversation going forward? Possibly, yes. Because the thing is that to shut it down, there's no reason to. If, if you're a scientist, let's see, let's hear. Everybody doesn't seem to want to hear much about it. It's shut down. And you guys are the ones that should be the investigating. Do the investigating. I think the film was controversial because people felt that the filmmaker had been discredited. Even he, I'm not so sure about. At the end of the day, even him. Jane, well, the one, the thing, one thing, um, it wasn't, it wasn't, there weren't sponsors or donors that were threatening to pull out of the film festival. It was our filmmakers. 
Okay, so they start pushing back, and uh, yes, the film then did get pulled. First, we'll show you a headline uh, from the New York Times, because he was defending it at first. So New York Times, Robert De Niro defends screening of anti-vaccine film at Tribeca Film Festival. And you know how this whole thing operates. You defend it. You say, oh, can we ask questions? Could you, the media, look into it a little bit more? Sciences and settled things like that. And then, of course, from The Guardian, just days later, Robert De Niro pulls anti-vaccination film from Tribeca Film Festival. Now, does this all seem very familiar? Of course it does, because this is exactly what we are now seeing in 2023 with the constant push to deplatform, say, Joe Rogan from Spotify because he talks about some or questions, some COVID stuff, let's say, or if I talk about COVID stuff on this show, we either get demonetized or deboosted in the algorithm, everything else. RFK Jr., who had his interview with Jordan Peterson taken down off YouTube, taken down altogether, started his Rumble channel a couple days ago. So you can see these same problems. These are just sort of rinse and repeat problems. I do want to say one other thing about uh, Robert De Niro is he is a man of science. Let's not forget that in Meet the Parents, he turned to Greg Fokker right? And he said, I have nipples, Greg, can you milk me? So he was way ahead on all of this stuff, which now pretty much every dude with nipples can milk somebody. Uh, anyway, about two months after the movie gets pulled, uh, here's a headline from Vox. Robert De Niro, and now you'll see where we're going with all this, people, and RFK Jr. have joined forces to push vaccine nonsense. Their Washington press conference today is a sign the anti-vaxxers are emboldened. And Vox, uh, for those of you that don't know Vox, is, is Vox still going? Vox was funded to the hundreds of millions. They have done unbelievably awful hit pieces on me and many other people and just dishonest, progressive drivel. But you see the narrative that we're forming there. So the guy puts out a, a documentary. I'm just asking some questions about this. You know, my son had this problem. Let's discuss science. Let's see, make some decisions on your own. They push back a little bit, try to discredit him. He tries to defend. Next thing you know, movie's gone. He's with J, uh, RFK Jr., who's a lawyer on some of these things, and we got to go after both of those guys, and then this will get us to everything else. But real quick, let's talk about Manscaped, guys. You know, I've got a question. What's more American than a bald eagle? Fourth of July is almost here, and that means a couple of things. Barbecues, pool parties, and last but not least, glizzlies. And it just so happens that the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped, are making sure all of the glizzy gladiators across the nation are groomed for battle on America's birthday. From sea to shining sea, join over 8 million pube patriots worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with our code DAVE at manscaped.com. Talk about an American dream. It's only right to start with America's favorite, the Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts in their Performance Package 4.0, Anti-Chafing Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your crotch comfort to another level. Take your freedom bells to the next level by going to manscaped.com and get 20% off 
with free shipping using our discount code Dave. Get your independence back this Independence Day and unlock your confidence with Manscaped. That was one of the ballsiest ad reads I've ever done. All right, let's see where else we're continuing, where else we're going with this thing. So what brings the, why, why did this video and all that go viral over the last couple of days? Well, it's all because of what happened about a week and a half ago, as I said, when this Dr. Peter Hotez, uh, this vaccine pushing doctor was pissed off that Joe Rogan sat down with RFK Jr. Now, RFK Jr. has been making the rounds. We showed you a couple of clips yesterday of him uh, with Bill Maher. Uh, I wanna show you one more right now. Uh, this is the two of them talking about the biased, slanderous coverage of RFK Jr. and his campaign uh, that the media has been dumping all over him over the last couple of weeks. Okay, um, what's my next? It, <laughs> what's my next? Now, you know what? It, them. <laughs> I just want to say, I'm, I'm doing this for a reason. One, because I think they deserve richly to be mocked for that, for that attitude. I just do not like the attitude. And this gets back to what you said when you first sat down there, like liberals are different than we were kids. These are not our grandfather's liberals. You know, I, I think liberals are still liberals, but whatever, for whatever reason, woke became the word. I know it's not always blah, 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 but that's the word people use now for left gone too far and left just changed their attitude in very in a lot of ways they're the opposite of liberals i mean liberalism was about let's have a colorblind society okay so what they were covering there and why bill had the newspaper is they were going through some of the stories that they've been hitting rfk on and what nonsense it is and how it's coming out of the purported liberal side and of course yes bill is right woke and liberal have nothing to do with each other and you guys get all of that stuff so bill I love you, but I got to nudge you a little bit here. This is why to call yourself a liberal at this point when the ship has sailed and RFK is dealing with the same version of all of that. It's the liberals who now censor. It's the liberals who don't let you question science. It's the liberals who want mandates and all of that stuff. Okay, you get it. Uh, now let's go to a headline uh, from Newsweek uh, related to this Hotez guy and what happened here. Doctor that Joe Rogan challenged to debate RFK Jr., uh, sorry, doctor that Joe Rogan challenged to debate calls RFK Jr. shirtless Putin. So Hotez is going after RFK Jr. Uh, check out this picture of RFK Jr. because this is the picture they were going after. So this is just a couple days ago. I think this is at his house somewhere in uh, Southern Cali. And RFK Jr., who is 70 years old, uh, look at, looking pretty Putin-like, pretty jacked right there. Uh, there's a lot of questions people are saying, okay, he must be taking testosterone or something else or whatever. I think that's besides the point. Uh, you know, the guy obviously is doing something seemingly for his health. And even if he looked like shit, even if he looked like this Hotez guy who doesn't look so great, uh, that is somewhat irrelevant to whether the facts that you're talking about and the, and the way you analyze the data and the stats and the numbers on COVID is legit or not, right? Speaking of legit or not, here's a fun little compilation we found of Peter Hotez talking vaccines and their efficacy uh, during the course of COVID. It's usually a 10 to 25 year time frame. People forget how long it really takes to develop uh, an effective and safe vaccine and do all the adequate clinical testing. I think the current record for developing a vaccine from start to licensure in the United States is around three or four years. 
So that's the realistic time frame we have to start thinking about. When you look at the timelines of coronavirus vaccines, COVID-19 vaccines, it really follows the same progression as almost any other vaccine. The vaccine development cycle for COVID-19 vaccines very much goes along with what we've seen before. And there are some vari- variances, but but modest. And, and I think that's an important story for people to know if they're concerned about taking COVID-19 vaccines. Guys, guys, it's about 10 to 15 years to figure this out. Oh, uh, it's actually about three to four years to figure this out. Oh, uh, we just did warp speed and let's pretty much go along with that. It was all nonsense from these people all along on top of the fact that the vaccine is not a vaccine. A vaccine actually stops the virus. This thing was never a vaccine. And in many cases, we're finding out vaccinated people were catching COVID even more and the vaccine injuries and everything else. And I've mentioned to you guys, I've mentioned this to you guys before, but just one little piece out of my own life and everyone has these stories, you've got them yourself. I was at a family birthday party in New York back in October, late October. There were about 200 people there. Everybody basically got COVID there except for me. And as far as I know, I'm the only unvaxxed. My parents got it. My siblings who were younger than me got it. Aunts, uncles, cousins, everybody. I'm the oldest of my generation. Somehow everybody got it except Dave. So Dave should be studied. Dave should be taken aboard the mothership and studied. Peter Hotez, though, this guy, I mean, he's just turned out to be a fraud. And and we don't have to make it really about him, but he represents, as Brett Weinstein said on the show on Friday, it's like, you don't really want to focus just on this guy because there were a million versions of this guy, this NPC, non-playable character person who was just going along with whatever the machine wanted all along, right? Uh, But Hotez, what really lit this thing on fire was that suddenly this guy who had appeared twice on Joe Rogan to go on Joe Rogan's show and say whatever he wanted, during COVID about vaccines with little to no pushback, which I don't blame Rogan for. I mean, Rogan is not a scientist, right? He's interviewing someone that's supposed to be an expert, which is why he then said, okay, let's do a debate on this so I can find out more information. But what lit this thing on fire was then Hotez, after after Rogan has RFK on, wants Spotify to boot him, even though he had been on the show twice. This was that original tweet. Spotify has stopped even sort of trying to stem Joe Rogan's vaccine misinformation. It's really true, Anna Merlin, just awful. And from all the online attacks I'm receiving after this absurd podcast, it's clear many actually believe this nonsense. I want to make note quickly, guys, that, you know, there were suddenly a burst of all of these articles about how, you know, these scientists should not debate talking heads and they shouldn't debate people on Joe Rogan and they shouldn't come on shows like this and all that. Uh, You may remember on our show on Friday, I asked Jay Bhattacharya, Stanford uh, physician Jay Bhattacharya and Brett Weinstein, evolutionary biologist, if they would debate Hotez. They are certainly qualified well enough to debate him, to talk about these issues. Uh, He then, I tweeted that video at him. He has now shut off his replies on Twitter. So he doesn't even want to hear any pushback. So that's just, that's just standard 101. You get it. They lie about stuff. Then they try to silence you. They shut off their replies. There's, there's many versions of what they can do on all of this. Uh, But what, is the bigger picture here because it's not just about vaccines, right? It's, they've lied to us about so many things, right? They've lied to us about elections. They've lied to us about who's racist and they've lied to us about gender and all of the stuff. Then this story came out yesterday. This is from the Post Millennial. Meta, so this is the parent company of Facebook now, Meta promotes former CIA agent to head of election policies after spearheading 2020 misinformation team. 
Is there a better example that I could possibly ever show you? We could do the show for the next 50 years. I could literally be 97 years old. We will be doing this show from, from a, most likely a mental institution, actually. And I will be so, trying to tell you people that that was the best example of Democrat privilege ever. This guy who worked at Meta to deal with misinformation, even though they have been the spreaders and the amplifiers, the hyper amplifiers through algorithms of misinformation, maybe more than anybody, right? Maybe Facebook, just by the sheer numbers, there's more people on Facebook than Twitter, let's say. Uh, they have spread more misinformation than anybody. They stop people from questioning things about the vaccine and COVID and elections and everything else. And then what happens? This guy is going to now be in charge of their election stuff for this upcoming election. Do you think something weird's going on here? Uh, let's flash back once again. Today's a big flashback show. Let's flash back to all the way back four years ago. Uh, this is a Mark Zuckerberg greatest hit uh, when he was on the Joe Rogan program confirming uh, that the FBI actually did come to Facebook and they pushed him to censor the Hunter Biden story. How do you guys handle things when they're uh, a big news item that's controversial? Like there was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. The New yeah, York we Post. Too. Yeah, so you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us, uh, some, some folks on our team, and was like, hey, um, just so you know, like, you should be on high alert. There was the, we, we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of, of, um, uh, of, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. Guys, guys, FBI is going to show up. Some stuff might happen. So be vigilant, right? And what you have to understand is, as I always tell you guys, this is a mafia move that the FBI put out there. They did not say, as, uh, assuming that what Zuckerberg said there is true, they didn't come to Facebook offices and say, you can't put any of this stuff up or ban all of these people or anything else. But they basically said, something's coming and you better watch out, right? You better look out. And that's the ultimate mafia move. When the mafia walks into a restaurant, because they owe them some money. And they say, well, this is an awfully nice pizza joint that you got here. It would be a shame if something happened to it. And then three weeks later, it burns down. So you, you understand the move that they are making here. Now, now Zuckerberg also, uh, that's not to excuse Zuckerberg, because now not only do we know that the Hunter Biden laptop story was real, and by the way, plenty of people did. Plenty of free-thinking people knew it. Why, why did I not fall for it? Go back to all of our videos when this thing was happening before the, the, before the last election. And I always was saying, I was saying, I don't know exactly what's on it, but it sounds like something's there. And the fact that they're going so far out of the way to hide it, the fact that Twitter itself, pre-Elon Twitter, uh, was hiding it, not only the links, they wouldn't let you link to it, they suspended the New York Post's account, but then you couldn't privately message, direct message is what there is what you privately message with someone on Twitter, privately, nothing's private. Uh, they wouldn't even let you privately send the link to people. So there was a massive move to censor people. And you can see this is connected to what we started with, vaccines, it's connected to elections, now it's connected to this Hunter Biden story. And the question is, how does the machine always stay in front of everybody. Well, every now and again, things kind of get pushed out there enough, and this is largely because of you guys, because of people online that keep talking about things. And then eventually, even the corporate press has to roughly respond to things in an honest way. Here is CBS. That's right, CBS actually reporting on the Hunter Biden crime story. I think this is yesterday. 
If this was any other person, they likely would have already served their sentence. Gary Shapley was a lead IRS supervisory agent in Operation Sportsman, the investigation into Hunter Biden. Shapley said he uncovered conduct that warranted more serious charges. There were personal expenses that were taken as business expenses. Prostitutes, sex club memberships, hotel rooms for purported drug dealers. How much did Hunter Biden owe in taxes? So from 2014 to 2019, it was $2.2 million. The back taxes were paid off. And last week, the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney in Delaware, David Weiss, reached an agreement with Hunter Biden. The president's son would admit to a firearm charge and plead guilty for his failure to pay taxes. If a judge signs off, the deal means no jail time. Okay, so I want to give CBS a little credit for actually airing anything related to this, talking to the whistleblower, asking him his story. So that that is worth noting. Um, of course, now they, there's a couple things here. First off, the fact that this guy owed $2.2 million in taxes over these couple of years Again, what was his job and how did he get this job? He was a drug and sex addict who was smoking crack out of carpet with a bunch of what seemingly now are underage prostitutes. We'll probably find out more on that. And he had a job at a Ukrainian energy company for 83 grand a month, who having no experience in that field. So who paid off the money? Where did the 2.2 million come from? How much more did he have beyond that? There's there's so many other questions here, but yes, they did let him off the hook with the federal tax evasion. In essence, again, ask Wesley Snipes what he thinks about that. Uh, Greg Price, who's a journalist, had an interesting tweet about, or it's, it's a meme really, about this. Um, this is how the news cycle goes. It's not happening. It's a right-wing conspiracy theory. It might be happening. It is happening and it's good. And then you just rinse and repeat. I thought that was a pretty sort of perfect version of the circular lunacy that we're dealing with with all of this. But let's continue with circular lunacy because it's important to just not forget how we ended up in this position and the people that took us on this joyride to hell. One of those people is White House, former White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, who is now, of course, a uh, television host on the televised mental institution known as MSNBC. Here she is when she was press secretary back in 2021, uh, explaining to us that the Hunter Biden laptop, which we now know was real, and a bunch of us thought it was real all along, uh, here she is telling the media that it's Russian disinformation. The president has said, and you have tweeted, that allegations of wrongdoing based on files pulled from Hunter Biden's laptop are Russian disinformation. There is a new book by a political reporter that finds some of the files on there are genuine. Is the White House still going with Russian disinformation? I think it's broadly known and widely known, Peter, that there was a broad range of Russian disinformation back in 2020. Man, everything they say, it was broadly known and widely known. No, it turned out to be completely real. When Trump was president, you guys were allowed to say relentlessly that Russia meddled with the election. When Biden came into office, suddenly you couldn't question anything. 51 former intelligence officials signed this letter that basically said that the Biden laptop, the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. And no, it turned out not to be. It turned out not to be. Uh, Hunter Biden, you might be going, well, Dave, how's Hunter Biden doing these days? He got off. He, he got off. <laughs> he also got off the charges. Uh, he was, how's he doing these days? Well, just a couple days ago, he was at a White House dinner because they do invite a lot of former crack 
addicts and prostitute people to these things. Uh, the White House was honoring uh, Indian Prime Minister Modi. Uh, and just days after he uh, signed this sweetheart deal, he was over there. Uh, here's Jen Psaki, now MSNBC television host Jen Psaki, uh, saying that Hunter Biden uh, going to this dinner, you know, crack addict, criminal, blah, blah, blah. It's, what is it? You can guess already. It's an act of love. Joe Biden loves the crack addict. So, Jen Psaki, I'm just curious, because if you look at right wing websites or mm. watch certain certain TV channels, um, you will hear all about Hunter at the state dinner. I mm -hmm. mean, you will hear Jim Jordan going on and on and on about conspiracy theories and and you won't hear as much about this. And I'm just curious, the White House obviously not going to chime in on these audio tapes mm -hmm. or anything like that. But at the same time, how does how does the the Biden White House make a distinction that cuts through to people yeah. that are being honestly misled such a good question Mika. i don't spend too much time on right-wing websites but i completely concur with what you're saying about what's out there and the challenge the white house has right now we saw with hunter appearing at the state dinner was in my suspicion was the president his son wanted to come so his son's going to come to the dinner was that optically easier for the white house and the white house communications team absolutely not but i suspect that was more in the family circumstance of him wanting to come and wanting to just the president wanting to show that he loves his son and he's standing by him. Guys, try to imagine if Donald Trump Jr., while Trump was president, was caught smoking crack, underage prostitutes, all of the porn accounts, the illegal business dealing, all of the shit that we basically know, right? And then two days later, the first off, he just gets slapped on the wrist with some federal charges, and then they're just going to let him skate by and everything. And then Trump has him show up to a dinner. These same People, these fraudster propagandists, these Pravda-level propagandists would be saying, this is him flouting it in our faces, and this should lead to impeachment because it shows you he put pressure on the Department of Justice to make sure his son got off and everything. But what's it about because of Democrat privilege? He loves his son. He loves his son. And by the way, his son also, you know, he sells art and art. Uh, is one of the easiest ways to money launder in the history of the world, right? Because art is completely subjective in value. So a crack addict with the prostitute sitting on his lap scribbles out a little something. I'm Hunter Biden. We're going to sell this thing for two million bucks. And then someone gives Hunter Biden two million bucks. And then next thing you know, you've got access to Joe Biden. This is how money laundering has worked in terms of politicians and influence peddlers forever. But it's an act of love because they're Democrats. And it's not just, we, we played it the other day. Who was it? Claire McCaskill, former Senator Claire McCaskill. She said it was the ultimate act of love. Joe Biden defending his son. Saki, it's an act of love. And unfortunately, we do have to show you a clip of one of the ladies on The View. And it's an act of, well, it's, it's not an act of love coming from me, but it's an act of love from, well, you got it, go. The Hunter Biden story, the scandal, the this, the that, it's also the story of a father's love. And Joe Biden has never and will never give up on his son, son Hunter, and will never treat him lesser than. And so he is a father first. Take it or leave. He's a father first. He's a father first. This is the same father who told us repeatedly that he's never discussed business dealings with his son. What a great dad. He's got a son. The son's got some problems, obviously, crack addict, whatever. 
son's working at a Ukrainian energy company. His dad as vice president was pressuring to get a Ukrainian prosecutor fired. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff there. They never talked about it. He's such a great father and he loves his son so much. He never said, son, what do you do for a living? By the way, are you, are you working for a, do you, no, <laughs> never did that, never did that. The point of today's show, guys, is to show you that everything they do is designed to make regular, sane people think that they're crazy. That is what they are doing to us. They are trying to gaslight us all into thinking that they're right about everything and we're wrong about everything. And we can only question things when they want us to question them. And if we dare challenge the narrative, we're gonna be labeled what they used to do to Trump, what they're now doing to RFK Jr., what they do, uh, all the reasons why you in your own personal life probably don't say all the things that you think you should say or that you believe because they're, they're, they keep everyone in this nonstop state of fear. And the only way to defeat that, I would say there are two reasons and they're, they're deeply connected. You can defeat that with truth and you can defeat that with humor. And that's why the best humor is taking something true and getting as close to that point where someone can laugh where they're not gonna punch you. So I thought we would end in, uh, this video was going around and it's, today was the big throwback show. It was the Rubin Report throwback bonanza. Uh, this is from a couple years ago, Norm MacDonald, one of our greatest modern comedians who unfortunately passed away about two years ago. I just love Norm, met him a couple of times. Um, here he is a couple of years ago talking about this new woke term, cisgender. And the point guys, again, you just have to be able to laugh at their nonsense. Do you know that, that you are a cis male? Have you ever heard of that term? A cis what? male? Cis male. C-Y-S-M-A-L-E. So what it means is that you are a man. You're born a man. Well, as far as you know. As far as I know. And you identify yourself as a man. Yes. That's a cis male. Now, I don't understand, where does that, is this a new phrase? Yes, it's a way of marginalizing a normal person. <laughs> so what you're a cis mean? male, what does a cis and this, male mean? this other person's a trans, uh, so you're equal. She th she's a man that thinks she's a woman, you're a man that thinks you're a man. It's completely oh, so everyone's, equal. it's all fluid. Yes, everyone is, is self-identifying. Guys, the point is, it's all ridiculous. We can use their language. We can try to just respond to them. Or what do I always say? We can build no thing, new things. We can fight back effectively. We can separate from them. We can elect better politicians. And it just, at the end of the day, it's all That has been the Rubin Report throwback show for today, June 28th, 2023. If you have not subscribed already, please do at rumble.com slash Rubin Report. We've got a live post-game show coming up for you in 30, 30, let's say 36 seconds, 36 seconds at rubinreport.locals.com. We leave you uh, with the elderly man pretending to be president. I, I like this one. I just gave away too much, but you'll, you'll dig this one and I'll see you guys on the other side. Ciao. So the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway.
Thanks for tuning in to The Rubin Report. You can watch the show live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And you can join me for the post-game wrap-up every day after the show at rubinreport.locals.com.